Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 240 that we are recording on Thursday, March 11th, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And boy, we've had a weird weather pattern the so last couple of days. Weird. <laughs> Giant hailstorm that turned Charlene's yard into a winter wonderland. It looked like it had snowed. It really did. It was did. beautiful. <laughs> Very pretty. And it's we have that weird weather where it rains for like Oh, I don't know, an hour, and then all of a sudden there are blue skies, and then it rains for another hour. It's very odd for Santa Cruz. Very odd. Have you managed to catch any spectacular rainbows? No, I have not. Actually. I have not either. And well, I've gone out rainbow hunting at, at the times when the sun comes out, and I still haven't. So I can't go rainbow hunting right now with my eye. Oh, that's right. I'm having... Right. So I haven't been on Ravelry very much the last few days, and trying not to look at my computer screen too much because I have a normal aging happening in my eye where the vitreous gel apparently oxidizes and turns to liquid. And in some people, that causes your eye to pull on the retina. So I'm having this really weird visual effect in my right eye where I'm having this weird black curved shadow on the bottom vision on my right eye. Went to the eye doctor because it was very alarming to have this suddenly start. And he said, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. And for the next four to six weeks, you're at risk of a retinal tear or detachment. So I've been trying to be very, very careful with my eyeballs. I will not be looking up into a bright sky. No, I think that's wise. And yeah. stay in, rest, relax, and take it, <laughs> take it easy. Well, I don't have to do that, though. I asked him, what should I and should I not do? And he said, don't do kickboxing. And don't do inversion yoga. Okay. But go ahead and keep running. So, all right. Uh, just oh, anything really? that irritates Running is yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, I've gone running twice and it hasn't, besides being out in the light, I keep my hat down really low. Yeah. But that does, it exacerbates it. So. Okay. So yeah. you're not as fragile as I thought. <laughs> no, apparently it's not, it's not something you need to be worried about in terms of, I mean, if I fell and hit my head, it would probably be a problem. But, you know, in general, general life goes on. I just have to get used to this weird visual effect. Yeah. But enough about my eyeballs. What are you wearing? <laughs> well, I have been wearing my second confetti sweater. Last episode, I think it was, I talked about getting my first confetti sweater out of hibernation. And because... I love them both. I also dug out the second one, and I have been wearing that around. The second confetti sweater that I made, I, instead of doing stripes, the pattern as pictured on the pattern page has stripes. Of course, you can do anything you want, make it solid. In my case, my second version is made with a not a gradient, but three colors blended one to the second color. Faded. Faded, yes. And then second color faded to the third color. So it starts out with a very light speckle at the top, a medium color, medium purplish color with speckles in the middle, and then a dark purple at the bottom. It's a very defined three colors. In other words, they're they're very contrasty to go from the first color to the third color. It's light to dark, lots of contrast, but they're three they just happen to be three yarns that I really loved and they went together. So I went for it. <laughs> and it's so cute. It's so you. And confetti is a pattern by Vera Valamaki. It is an 
a a a lined sweater so it gets wider at the hips and the top it's knit from the top down with raglan construction so it's fairly basic and it's a pretty quick knit because it's there's no nothing fancy about it no finishings you just start at the top knit three tubes basically and you're done yeah <laughs> so you can play with the colors one. yeah it it was a quick one but i love my confetti i've been wearing it very happy with it how about you gail what are you wearing I am wearing my Wanderer slippers by Andrea Mowry because this weird weather of ours has made our floors very, very cold. And what I want to talk about most in what am I wearing is what my kids are wearing because I have one very funny story and then one very Mac story. (laughs) So several years ago, it was almost two years ago, Alex, Josh, and Olivia were here visiting and I gave Alex my Gather Together sweater, which is a sweater by Hohi Locatelli. It's a top-down, beautiful jacket coat sweater with a beautiful cable in the yoke. It's a circular yoke sweater knit in Aran weight yarn. And I knit mine in Madeline Tosh Aran, which is an Aran weight yarn. And I knit in a light gray color, which I've learned over the years. I don't like to wear light gray because it's mm-hmm. not flattering to my skin color. So I had had this sweater in my closet for quite a while, unworn. And when I saw Alex, I said, hey, you should try the sweater on, see if you like it. So she did, and she took it home. Fast forward about six months, I asked her, do you ever wear that sweater? And she said, what sweater? And I said, the gray sweater I gave you. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, wait a second, I know I gave you a gray sweater. And she said, I don't remember that at all. So I thought, where did Mm. I could have sworn I gave it to Alex? I wonder who I gave it to. I thought, well, I must have given it to Melissa or one of my running friends. Well, no, I got a picture the other night on text of my son-in-law, who is (laughs) six foot two, six foot three, big, broad dude, wearing the Gather Together sweater. They had found it in a suitcase. So mystery solved. The sweater has been found. And Alex is very happy. She's going to use this as her wear around the house sweater. It is a cardigan with buttons on the front, and she said it's breastfeeding friendly. So when Wesley's born in about six weeks, she can wear that at home and still breastfeed. So she was very happy to find the sweater that I couldn't track down, and she had no recollection of taking it home, yet there it is. It was in a suitcase all that time. Interesting. She must have brought it home and probably... In the midst of unpacking, it remained in the suitcase, and maybe the suitcase got thrown in a corner for a few days, and then you forget, and suitcase gets put away. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And then they moved, so the suitcase was in storage for a long time, and yeah. So, Gather Together by Hohi Locatelli, and the second story is also a Hohi pattern. My son, Max, was home for the weekend last weekend, surprise visit. It was fantastic. And he is a gender-bending style person. He wears skirts and dresses. And he told me, I really want a shawl. I want a really light flowing shawl so that I can imagine dancing in a field listening to Fleetwood Mac. And I said, I think I can do that for you, honey. (laughs) So we took out all of my shawls, which was a giant pile of shawls. And he picked up my slow curves shawl, which is the pattern by Hohi. 
And that's one that I put fringe all the way along the bottom. And Excellent. it's a giant shawl. It's, it's longer than his arm span by several inches on either side. And there's fringe all along the bottom. And he saw the fringe and he said, oh, fringe. And I said, oh, you're so much my son. And he picked <laughs> that thing up. And we did a shawl dance party in the bedroom for about a half an hour listening to Fleetwood Mac. It was fantastic. We were just dancing around with our shawls and looping them around each other. And it was fantastic. And he kept saying, I can just imagine being at a party with this over my shoulders. And he, he was envisioning all the outfits he was going to wear. It was fantastic. So That's great. there are some pictures of Max wearing slow curves on my project page. And I'm glad that he liked it because you know what? I knit that and I love, love, love the colors, but I've never worn it. So finally, someone's yeah. going to wear it. I'm very pleased. I, I would be too. So that's what my family's wearing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. What have you been stocking? Okay. So I have something from a new to me designer. Her name is Kim McBrien Evans. And this is a pattern that was published in Knitting Magazine 214. It looks like it was published in January this year. So January of 2021. And it's an edition of the magazine that apparently focuses on size inclusiveness. So the Denote cardigan is the pattern that I saw. And it's a low hip length cardigan with a very generous cozy collar. And let's see what they say is a stacked cube twisted stitch pattern. So hmm. what that means is there are these, the stacked cubes they speak of are actually, when you look at the sweater, they look like diamond shapes. So amongst or along the stockinette stitch, if you imagine the stockinette stitch as a canvas, there are these diamond patterns that go along the front of the, actually they go up the front, over the shoulder of one shoulder, and then down the back. And I love the way the collar is on this. It's just, it's kind of it's an open front sweater, but there's enough of a front that even though it's open, the the fronts are kind of stacked and they definitely overlap, but you could even kind of unfold them or unbunch them and close them maybe with a stick pin or something, and it would definitely overlap. So that's nice. The pattern itself is knit with a chart. I believe the cardigan is knit in pieces bottom up. It's it's not really clear. Well, I guess the Ravelry page does say that it's worked flat and seamed. So that's in pieces. It's fairly loose fitting. No closures. Very cute. Different. The pattern is done in kind of a turquoise blue. Very pretty. So that was something new from a new designer. Nice. Yeah. The second thing I am stocking is a funny one. It is called Angry Cat Labby. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I, th- I might have sent you this in a text because it's a little softy. It's a, a standing up cat with these teeny tiny little legs. I mean, teeny tiny little legs. And he's wearing a hat that has dangling braids and a little vest. The hat has a pom-pom. And it isn't immediately clear from either the sample or the pattern page why Cat Labby is angry, but he is called the Angry Cat Labby. So (laughs) I don't know why he's angry. And Despite his anger, it made me smile. <laughs> so I am imagining an array of these cats in many colors. I think it would be very cute. He's just one of those cute little things. I don't often make softies, and I probably would not make this, but I just, like I said, it made me smile. It was cute. Pattern, again, called Angry Cat Labby, and the designer is Ngok Vu. The third thing I am stalking is another cardigan. Back to cardigans. It is a new pattern. I think it just came out this week. It's by one of my more recent favorite designers, Ririko. And it's called the Kaga Cardigan. Oh boy, do I love this one. <laughs> I knew you would as soon as I saw it on Hot Right Now before you even sent it to me yesterday. Oh, I was like, oh, Charlene sweater. <laughs> I love it. It's another one of her oversized cardigans, somewhat like the Evening Dew cardigan that I knit. It has that same kind of theme of an all-over lace pattern. This one has ribbed sleeves, so the sleeves are more fitted. The cardigan is knit top down and it's knit in a fingering white yarn. So because it is so oversized, I actually don't have a lot of options in stash. I think I looked in my stash. I had a handful of things, but what's in my stash is limited. But I think I have narrowed it down. To one of my choices. I think I have enough of a single ply yarn and I can't remember who dyed it, but it's a really nice bright purple again. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done a bright purple in a while. Though, I have, have not. I have there not. And let's see, the sample is knit in a wool silk blend and the yarn that I'm looking at is only wool. So I'm going to think about it a little bit and watch as the first few projects pop up because since the sweater is so oversized, I'm thinking it doesn't necessarily have to have that silk, which will add to the drapiness of the sweater. I think it'll be okay with wool. So, well, especially a single ply. That's drapier yeah, than a ply. that's very drapey. That's, that was my thought too. So the sizing on this one, very generous. It goes up to 83 inches because it is such, it's meant to fit in such an oversized way. I think she says even up to like 25 inches of ease is acceptable. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of ease. I'm not exactly sure if a sweater with that much ease would stay on well. But it 
looks cute on the sample page. <laughs> it does. I'm, it's very pretty. I'm not sure if that particular sample page or the sample sweater and the model is worn with that much. But it's really cute. So definitely on my to-knit list. Excellent. The, yes. The Kaga Cardigan by Ririko. What are you stocking, gal? Well, all of my stocking is very whimsical this episode. The first one, I just saw this in the Miss Babs newsletter that came out today. Peeps socks, as in the little marshmallow peep candies. Peeps. They're super <laughs> cute. Around the ankle, they have a little colorwork pattern that is chicks and peeps bunnies. They're really cute. Oh, that sounds really cute. <laughs> it's really cute. And the cuff is a frilly kind of ruffledy cuff. They're just adorable. Very Easter. And that designer is Jennifer Saliba Bishop, who I'd never heard of. So new to me designer. Yeah. Super cute socks. Of course, I'm not much of a sock knitter, so I won't be knitting them, but they were really, really adorable. And another thing I probably won't be crocheting, but Winnie pointed this out in our Zoom call on Saturday. Kiefer the Forest Dragon by Marie oh, Overton. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. This thing is amazing. It's crocheted in Aran weight yarn and it is eight feet and six inches long from the tip of its nose to the end of its tail. Okay, can you repeat that measurement again? Eight feet, <laughs> six inches. It's huge. It's life size, you know, bigger than a little child who's probably likely to play with it. It does curve the way it's crocheted. It's, it curves, so it's not laying flat on the floor for eight feet and six inches. But its wingspan, five feet, eight inches is the wow. wingspan. And these wings and the spine, there is so much beautiful detail in this dragon. It's incredible. The wings actually look like they're webbed, and they have a cool pattern in the wings and the spine is very defined. Everything about this dragon is really, really cool. And I think it takes like 20 skeins of yarn or something. A lot of yarn because it's so big. I would be really tempted. If I was more of a softy maker, I would be really tempted to crochet that because if it's something amazing. Is eight feet, is it still a softy? Well, it's still soft. <laughs> yeah, it's still soft. I can't remember what she said about what they filled it. Oh, maybe that was the 20. Maybe it was 20 bags of polyfill. Yeah, I, I was, was going to a... say, I don't think, I think it would take way more yarn than 20 skeins, unless <laughs> unless they're the kind of skeins that are bigger than my head skeins, perhaps. Oh, yeah, but... I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, Aaron, weight probably more than 20 skeins. But you should really check out the pattern, everyone, just because of the coolness factor of this dragon. I will link it in the show notes. Oh, that, there we go. Plug for the show notes. Yeah. Again, Charlene links every pattern we talk about. So you can always bop over to the show notes and click to see both. If it's something we've knit, she links to the pattern page and to our individual project pages. Of course, neither one of us have a Kiefer the Forest Dragon pattern on our project in our projects. However, I don't even have room in my house for Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking if I did, it would obviously be for the grandkids. And Josh and Alex just moved into their new house, which is big enough to accommodate Kiefer. But I don't have a suitcase big enough to bring him. Yeah, Kiefer would need his his own house. 
in his own seat. (laughs) Yes. On the airplane. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And to continue with the theme of whimsy, the last thing on my stocking list is The Last Unicorn Sweater and Hat by Megan Regan. And Charlene sent me a picture of this sweater when it first came out. It is so cute. It is a circular yoke sweater with unicorn heads in the circular yoke colorwork pattern. And the sizes range from adult to child. I should say from child, because most people think of that as a child sweater, (laughs) to adult, for those of us who think of unicorns as adult accessories. And it's just adorable. The different colors people have chosen to knit it in. A lot of people have done rainbows on the collar and all the cute unicorn things. It's just adorable. And I, of course, sent a picture of it to Alex right away. And she said, no, 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 no pullover. (laughs) So I was like, oh, but what if I made it a cardigan? And she said, no unicorns. (sighs) One of our listeners, Kim, she emailed me right away and said, hey, you want to do a knit along? We can both do unicorn sweaters because her kids don't want unicorn sweaters either. So we were like, let's do them for ourselves. Make it for yourself. Yes. I'm tempted, but I really like the unbearable hoodie even more than the oh, last unicorn, if you can believe that. I know. Now, I'm do surprised. you like, is it the design of the garment or is it the, the bear motif itself? It's the bear motif. It's really cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And the flowers in the circular yeah, colorwork pattern and I unbearable. Like it it's adorable. Yeah. I like it too. So unbearable will be the first silly one I knit, and then maybe the last <laughs> unicorn will be the second silly one that I knit. So that's the last unicorn sweater and hat by Megan Regan. And what are you knitting now? Well, I still have my bento boxy on the needles. This one, like I mentioned, it's different construction than I've done before. So I really need to pay attention. The the pattern nomenclature is different from other designers. So I'll be working along following the instructions and realize that I'm actually doing something that I know how to do, but I wasn't aware that that's what I was supposed to do because she calls the the action or the type of knitting, the stitch, whatever, she calls it something different. So the example I used last episode was the German short row, where you pull a stitch over the top of the needle to create two legs of the stitch that will be knit together when you return on the row. And in the pattern, it when you're knitting along, it doesn't call out it doesn't say do a german short row or anything like that it says do a knit stitch with an arrow pointing up so you pull the stitch over the top you're moving the stitch in the direction of the arrow but in my head i was reading that as like knit one up and i'm like Mm -hmm. and i went to read the definition of knit one up and i'm very carefully pulling the stitch over the top and the light bulb goes off on my in my head oh this is just a german short row so things like that on this pattern are interesting so i'm figuring things out going a little bit slower but i am enjoying working on it i think i'm up to well i'm working on a sleeve at this point i've knit part of the body i still have to complete the body but I did want to knit 
the sleeves at this point before I finish the body. So I can try it on and see how it all fits. But so I can decide the length from that. So that is Bento Boxy. And Boxy is spelled B-O-K-S-Y. And I think I forgot to mention that the designer of this one is Asa Tricosa. And I have a quick question about that. So you're going to do the sleeves so that you can try it on and see how long you want it. So is the yeah. collar on that one, was that something that was knit along and it's not a finishing the collar thing? was knit first. Okay. Yeah. Because so your collar's already in place. The collar is already in place. You knit the collar first and then you also knit a lining for the collar. It's got a contrast col- color lining, which is very cool. So it's a little stand up, kind of like a mock turtleneck standing up collar. And that's Cute. already done in place. Excellent. So, yeah. So while I'm working on that, I decided to cast on another sweater, which is unusual because even though pre-pandemic, I would often have two sweaters on the needles, since I haven't been going anywhere, I've noticed that during the pandemic, I've been knitting, I've been knitting most of this year on one sweater at a time because I haven't been going anywhere. So I just keep knitting on that same sweater, which is not to say that I don't have other projects on the needles, because you know that I usually also have a shawl or hats or something on the needles. So despite having multiple projects, this is the first time in a while that I've had two sweaters on the needles. So I cast on the Beacon Pullover, which is a sweater I stocked several episodes ago. And I cast this one on two reasons, because I wanted to have something that was a little bit simpler, took a little less brain brain power, and something that I can just pick up and knit. And this sweater definitely is that. It's got bat bat wing sleeves. So there's a lot of fabric there. I'm holding my arm out and gesturing in the general (laughs) armpit area so that you you somehow, Gail is supposed to. I get it. Get from that, that this means, this is the international symbol for bat wing sweater. (laughs) (laughs) So the, it's a pullover. And like I said, there's a lot of fabric there, knitting back and forth. There's a lot of short rows. And actually, I had a short row accident last night. (laughs) (laughs) What's a short row accident? (laughs) You ask, what is a short row accident? Okay. I, I don't, you know, I don't even remember how this tragedy started, but I was, I, I did something wrong and you know, it. I guess it says something about my mind just not wanting to face the absolute tragedy. Well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't joke. It wasn't that much of a tragedy. It's just some lost. <laughs> We're being lighthearted here. Yes, so. <laughs> it's just some lost stitches. But I don't know what I did. But I had to rip out several rows. Oh. And when I ripped it out, rather than being somewhat cautious I was just a little too cavalier and kind of pulled things out too quickly 
and discovered that I couldn't get those German short rows right oh, back on the needles. Bummer. So I ended up this morning having to tink back several rows to get the German short rows back in place the way I was happy with them because I did uh, when I first discovered I had done this unhappy thing this unhappy oops yes this unhappy (laughs) oops I went back and I tweaked it a little bit and I fiddled with it and I got them kind of sort of back on and part of me was thinking yeah that's fine I could just keep going. It wasn't perfect, and I could see where the too big hole was. And I kind of hemmed and hawed over it, as you do. And then did you work on Boxy for a while? (laughs) No, but I did put it down and walk away several times, actually. Pet my cat. (laughs) Had some more coffee. (laughs) And then I decided that it wasn't going to fly. I wouldn't be happy with it. Good for you. And Good ultimately, you. it would probably affect the way I felt about the sweater. Because yep. the ones, it was on only on one side. And that was part of it, too. Because I could see the left shoulder. And those short rows were smooth and perfect and so pretty. And then I looked at the right shoulder. And three quarters of the way across big hole and then another two stitches over big hole uh and then that's all you can see and then that's all i can see even though it would have been on the back yeah i i tried to justify it i really did (laughs) (laughs) but then you followed your your instincts and And i pulled it out and i have to say i'm really happy because it looks really good it's excellent it really I don't know. It was an extra hour, hour and a half. See, that's of, nothing over the life uh, of, a, exactly, of a sweater knit. Exactly. I mean, that's, if I wear it for one day, I've worn it longer than it took to fix that mistake. For sure, yeah. So there. I've never said that before. I've never thought of it that way. But think of it that way. I mean, if it takes you an hour, two hours to fix it, when you wear it, you're going to wear it longer than it takes you to fix that mistake. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, in one wearing. In one wearing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very happy. The yarn is beautiful. Gail and I both bought some Onling. Onling? I'm not sure if it's I'm Onling. Sure pronounced. Yeah, Onling yarn from Denmark. And we bought Onling number one, which is wool and angora we affectionately call it the bunny yarn sustainable it's, angora I want yes to that's yes. if you go to the website you can read a little bit about their sustainability practices so that's a bonus i i'm loving this yarn it and it's very affordable very and affordable it was really fast shipped so fast it got here in about a week i yeah, think maybe was, seven or eight days it was odd it was amazing from yeah. denmark yeah. I think mail in the U.S. takes a lot longer <laughs> That's exactly than mail internationally yeah. lately. So very strange, but I, so far I'm loving it. Loving the way the pattern's coming out and loving the fabric. 
that this yarn is creating. So that those are the things that are on my needles right now. Oh, and I have in my hands, I have another basic hat that I'm not really working on it because I'm talking too much. And so, showing bat wings and <laughs> yes, things like that. Yes. So I will pass it over to Gail. What are you knitting? Well, right now I'm working on the body of my Haven sweater, which I'm going to hold up for Charlene. Ooh, I don't know how well you can see the color work in my closet I lighting. I can see it. It's so pretty. So this is a Kate Oates top-down circular yoke color work sweater. And the contrast color is one skein of Spin Cycles sport weight yarn. And theirs is uh, dyed in the wool, maybe is the name of the yarn line. I don't remember, but it's slow color changes. And the colorway I used is called Deep Bump. And it's Grillo, basically. It's a greenish gray that transitions into yellow and then back to greenish gray. And the main color I'm using is a navy from Barrett Wool Company, which is Susan B. Anderson's company with her son. And it's 100% American wool. Both of the yarns are. And the Barrett Wool Company yarn is mule spun, which is a variation on woolen spun. So it's so light and lofty and squishy and wonderful. I love it so much. And I have finished all the color work and I'm on the stockinette round and round of the body. And I have, I've probably knit about half of the body so far. And it's just cruising round and round stockinette. Don't have to pay attention to it. I can read and do it at the same time knitting. So I just can't wait to finish this one. I keep thinking I should start on the sleeves and at least do one sleeve so that it's not hanging over me. It's, <laughs> you know, when you finish the body, you're like, oh, I have to do two sleeves. So very, very happy with this so far. Really liked the spin cycle yarn so far. And I think I, I'm very likely to use it again in a pattern where you want the slow color changes. It's just gorgeous the way it works. It's and beautiful. Isn't it Beautiful. Pretty? Yeah. So pretty. And I'm pleased that I went with the the grello yarn instead of the pink and gray yarn because I was going, you know, of course my natural <laughs> tendency was to want to use the pink and gray of, color, but this course. one is definitely the higher contrast, prettier combination. It's really lovely. Thank you. It's Are so you happy pretty. with it? Very, very Do you think you'll wear it? it? I think I'll wear it a lot. Yay. Yeah. It's that just that the lofty fingering weight yeah. that I love yeah. to wear. So yeah. that and the colors. And I'm also still knitting the Lee Blanket, also a design by Kate Oates, same designer. And that's also in a navy yarn, which is very pretty. I'm probably a third of the way through the blanket. I need to get cracking on that because <laughs> Wesley's due the t April 23rd. So I need to get cracking a little more on that. It's not quite as mindless knitting as this one because it has kind of faux cables. They're all done with twisted stitches, so it's not... A hard cable to do it all but every third row there's there are the twisted stitches and there because it's reversible so you have to pay attention to what you're doing a little bit so that's the lee blanket and then the third thing i'm knitting is lead the way the rectangular stole shawl that i've been working on for several months now <laughs> and that's kind of moved into my zoom knitting category where i kind of only work on it when I'm on a Zoom meeting because the other ones are more interesting right now. Yeah. So that's a pattern by pattern by Megan Doherty. And that 
it'll be a long-term project because there's no rush to finish it, but it's very pretty, loving all the yarns that I'm using in that one and three projects that are making me very happy. So I'm feeling pretty lucky with my knitting right now. Excellent. And we would like to thank our sponsor this month, Fix-A-Stitch. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-A-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit, quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weight yarns, and a lace tool is available and sold separately. It's even bright pink, which makes it easy to find in your purse or project bag. Fix a Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. For more information, go to www.fixastitch.com. I couldn't find mine the other day and I was bummed because the Lee Blanket, as I was saying, it has a, a definite pattern you have mm-hmm. to follow and there are lots of pearls yeah. and knits. And I dropped some stitches. I was like, darn, I couldn't find it. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I think things have been migrating around my house in the pandemic. So yeah. they aren't always where they yeah. used to be. I so. understand that. <laughs> yep. All right. So what have you finished? Okay. I have finished. I finally finished finished my lightweight hipster. Now, even though I had finished the main knitting a couple episodes ago, It was still sitting next to me, and I still needed to put the little fringe, fringes on. I don't know. Are they fringes or tassels? I don't know what to call them. Every time I talk, yeah, well, tassels are like on pillows when they, when they're like what I think of on the corners of pillows, that kind of thing. But I also think of tassels having like the little wrap around them. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking might be the defining yeah, characteristic. Yeah, and these, yeah. these don't have the little wrap around them, but they are little groupings of fringes, I guess, that mm-hmm. kind of masquerade as tassels, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the difference is that fringe is more plentiful and tassels are just on corners or edges. They're more artfully and singularly placed. Could be. Whereas fringe because you think about a fringed vest or something the fringe right. goes all the way across right. could be so, know, just guessing yeah there. i wonder if there's hmm yeah we'll look up the definition yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the lightweight hipster is a fingering weight version of hohe's hipster shawl and it has the fringes or tassels or fringe masquerading as tassels placed along the (laughs) bottom edge of the shawl in little groupings. One of the design features of this shawl is purposeful holes, I should say, like large areas where the stitches are, they're kind of dropped and then wrapped. And so they kind of create little holes and then you crisscross stitches. So it's an interesting design. And I finally decided that even though it was still too cold to wear my version, because my version is made of lace weight yarn, I wanted to finish this, get it out of the queue, or not the queue, but get it out of the project bags that 
sit beside me every night. So I did a few of these little gathered fringes every night, got it out, and I steamed it yesterday. It's been too cold to actually lay anything out to dry, so I just steamed it so I could kind of get a good idea of the size and what it was going to look like. And I'm very happy with it. Lightweight hipster. Gail knows that I have wanted to knit the hipster for years. It's been in and out of the queue and finally just came together. I think Hohe came out with the lightweight one maybe at the end of last year. And my sister had given me a skein of yarn for Christmas. And I just decided to pair them up. And this is the result. So, Lightweight Hipster by Hohi Locatelli. Have you finished anything? I can't wait to see yeah, it. It's really nice. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I did. I finished the two unbearable hats, the pattern by Les Garçons that Charlene stalked not very long ago and I instantly fell in love with. And I knit the second size, which is the larger child size for Wesley. So Alex is 32 weeks pregnant or 34, somewhere around there. And he's already weighing six pounds and eight ounces. So he's going to be a biggin, just like <laughs> Olivia was. And I said, we, she and I talked about it and Olivia's head was so big when she was born. We decided that the smallest size was probably never going to fit him. So we went for the second size for him and the small adult for Olivia and I used the same colors for Olivia's as I did in her sweater. So I used Western Sky Knits Merino 17 DK weight in winter wheat for the bear and her DK tweed for the white spaces around the bear. And then I used her Catherine colorway, which is a beautiful deep purple for the contrast color at the top of the hat. And the first time I knit it, it turned out really tall like four inches taller than her head would have been. So decided it was just too tall and I ripped out the top, the unbearable hat pattern. The bear grows from the brim up and then after his little hat, there's some more <laughs> color work with a little heart and then it goes into shaping the crown. I ripped it all the way back to his little hat and then I did my own kind of triangular color work combination mm -hmm. in the tweed and the Catherine before I started decreasing for the crown. Nice. So yeah, I just yeah, made it yeah. work. And then for Wesley's version, I did the same winter wheat and tweed, but I used a deep navy Lorna Laces Shepherd worsted for the top instead of the purple. So they are going to have matching little bear hats and they're so so, so, so cute. cute. They are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why now I really, really want to knit the sweater for myself. I do too. Yeah, I think we should. I think, I it, think we should. it might happen. <laughs> of course, what a lot of you are probably thinking, why don't you knit those for your grandchildren? Well, because Alex said no pullovers. So that just saves me the trouble of having to knit three of these right. sweaters. I'll just knit one yeah. for myself instead. I'm not yeah. crying about that. <laughs> And that's what I finished. The two unbearable hats by Les Garçons. Okay. And we were going to do a little trip down memory lane. Where are they now? And 
to continue with our stitches theme from last episode, the stitches that were missing because of the global pandemic. What are some of the patterns we stocked from previous stitches and did we knit them or not? Okay. Well, the first one I thought of was something that I had stocked just one short year ago at Stitches 2020, (laughs) which sounds very strange to think of now that we even were able to hold that event. We got really lucky. We were able to hold that event. So at Stitches 2020, I saw a lace pullover with a circular yoke that I really liked called Old School. Do you remember this one? I guess I don't remember the booth that we saw it, but it's... It was in Yoth. It was in the Yoth booth, I think. They had one knit up as a sample. That's what it was. So it's a, like I said, it's a lace pullover, circular yoke sweater. And this version was knit with a lace mohair and a smooth lace yarn held together. Looking at the pattern, it goes from sizes 36 to 64 inches, and it's long-sleeved. And I'm fairly sure that I do have yarn in stash for this. I think I even have, now that I have a few stash, now that I have a few mohair quantities in my stash, I think I have something for this. And I think I may have even purchased a lace yarn. I remember, I don't think we bought it at Stitches, but I think right after we got home from Stitches, we ordered some lace yarn, the Masonette from Neighborhood Fiber Company. I yeah. think you're right. I remember that. And I that. think that I had purchased it for this, and I haven't used it for anything else. So I need to check the quantities. But I would say that even though I haven't made it in the past year, I dearly love the pullover sweaters that I have made in the past couple of years with a lace weight and a mohair held together. So I'm just going to guess that the probability that I will make this one is pretty high. Unless, yeah, unless I see, you know, another sweater that I absolutely fall in love with that would take the same yarns. But Since I have made a couple of sweaters with lace and mohair, this one is different enough that this one probably should be a sweater that I make so that it's not so similar to the others that I've made. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so relieved that you said that you're, you haven't knit it yet because when you first started talking about it, my brain was going, how did I miss that you knit that? How did I miss it? How did I miss it? No, that one no. year, one year doesn't seem like that long, but this last year has just been so long. Yes. For all I know, you could have knit three other sweaters. <laughs> I can't remember. So, and what's your first pick? So I have a 2020 sweater okay. as well, one that I spied on someone's body and asked her immediately. Oh my gosh, what is that sweater? It's the chunky magnolia. Let's see, I have to double check the name. Magnolia Chunky Cardi by Camille Vlad. And when I saw it on her, it's a cropped cardigan. And I had recently bought my black tutu. 
and I really wanted a cropped sweater that I could wear with my black tutu. So I saw that sweater and thought, oh my gosh, that could be the cutest combination ever. And of course, I looked it up on Ravelry as we were standing in the Western Skynet's booth and I'm looking up that, you know, what kind of yarn does it need? And it's a bulky or chunky sweater. And I thought, I have beautiful Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light in the Molly Ringwald colorway, which is discontinued. It's a beautiful pink. And I could hold that doubled with a silk mohair and knit that sweater, which I did. I did promptly after stitches. And then, of course, global pandemic, so I've never been able to wear it with my tutu. I totally <laughs> forgot about the tutu, Gail. <laughs> well, of course you did. Who's Nobody remembers about it because it's been in my closet for a year. I haven't had any occasion to mm. wear it. Mike, Max and I were talking about it when we were talking about the, you know, his style of clothes. And I said, oh, my gosh, you need a tutu. And he said, why would I ever want to wear a tutu? It's like, well, but you just said skirts are comfortable. Yeah, but not a tutu. <laughs> and remember, it is like calf length tutu. It's not one of those sticks out from the hips ballerina tutus. So, But anyways, that was the chunky. I'm never going to th- get this name right. Magnolia Chunky okay. Cardi by Camille Vlad. <laughs> And then going back to Stitches 2018, that was the year that Elizabeth Doherty had two new sweaters to debut. She had one called the Calyx sweater, which I immediately fell in love with when I saw it, tried it on, came home, cast it on about a month after Stitches. And Ultimately, I've knit two versions of this sweater because I loved it so much, and they are very different. But the first version that I'm talking about today, I knit using one of my favorites, the Holstgarn. For this sweater, I held two strands together. So I held one strand of Coast. Coast is the wool cotton blend. And I held one strand of Tides, which is the wool silk blend. And three years on, this is still one of my favorite pullovers. Nice. It's one of my absolute favorite yarn combos that I have used as well. There's something about that fabric. I love that fabric. I absolutely love it. And it has worn incredibly well. I don't even, now that I say that, I don't even think I've had to depill the sweater, which really? is odd considering how much I wear it. Because that wow. is, that is usually one of my leave at the foot of the bed and wear it over and over again sweaters. I don't wear it in the middle of winter because I knit mine with shorter sleeves. So it's uh, three quarter sleeves. So it, it'll it definitely be out in the spring, but I love it. The combination of the coast and the tides, it just seems to bring out the best qualities of all those fibers. <laughs> it's just with the wool and the cotton and the silk, it's not too warm, but it's warm enough. The cotton just adds a little bit of weight. The silk adds a little bit of drape. It's 
Really nice. <laughs> have you knit anything else with those two yarns combined? I would have to look that up. I don't know if I have. I keep I know that I keep saying I should knit something with that combo. <laughs> we stalk the site regularly. I, so. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I keep saying that I have to knit something with that combo. So with those two yarns held together, I have to find something that's probably about a DK or maybe even a worsted weight sweater, which I tend not to generally stock those sweaters. So in order to use that combination again, yeah, I'd have to think about it and and purposefully look for something that weight. I know. Well, the unbearable hoodie is DK weight, just saying. That's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely take that into consideration. So, and then just when I looked at my project page for that photo, one of the fun memories was that year. So this was 2018. I knit it right after stitches. And then right after I knit it was our 2018 knockers retreat. And I wore it to the retreat, I remember, and we took a real fun photo that I have on my project page of many retreaters wearing their different Elizabeth Doherty designs. That was, yeah, that was was a really fun photo and everybody's got different, uh, different things on that were designed by Elizabeth and very cool memory. (laughs) That was awesome. I remember too. Yeah. Okay. My next one is from 2019. This was another one that I basically, just like you, left stitches and cast on immediately. It's the Little Bird Sweater Pullover by Vera Valamaki, another Vera Valamaki highlight from a stitches event. And that instance was another saw it walk by on a body, and it was our friend Kim. And Charlene noticed it first, and Charlene's already knit the Little Bird, but Kim's version, she knit almost to a tunic mm-hmm. length, and she knit it with short little cap sleeves. Super and cute. And it was beautiful. Yeah. So I knit myself that same style, tunic length with cap sleeves, in Madeline Tosh Lace in the Coquette colorway. And I love, love, love that thing. And I intend to knit another one someday. I haven't done it yet, but I will definitely knit I have one. that in my queue. I have a skein of the very coveted Madeline Tosh lace held in reserve to knit that exact version of it. I, yes, I plan to knit the short sleeves and then we'll see how long I can make the sweater with that single skein. So definitely mm-hmm. want to do well, it. They're nice. They're a good put up. I think it's like yeah, 160 it's, it's yards a lot of maybe. Yardage, it's a lot. Yeah. So I yeah. probably can get a tunic out of it. Yep, I would say so. And then going back to Stitches West 2016, I found the Divi Poncho, which is patterned from Annie Baker. But the Divi Poncho, I don't, I don't even remember where we saw it. There's a picture on the pattern page of somebody wearing it in what looks like a fashion show. So I'm thinking it must have been in or perhaps was in the Stitches fashion show that year. But generally, well, we did not attend the fashion show. So we probably saw it in a booth. I just, I have no memory of what booth. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. Either. Yeah, but the Divi Poncho. But I've knit that one too. Yeah, <laughs> Gail just happens to have it right next to her. So the Divi Poncho, it's one of those very, very useful garments. It's got what kind of neckline is that? Is that a cowl? I guess it's kind of a cowl. Neck. Yeah, it's a cowl. Yeah. yeah. And you can just throw it on over. It looks like you can wear it like a shawl. You can wear it like a poncho. You can make it long like a big poncho. You can make it short like a, a little cape or a capelet. I knit mine in, oh, it's another coast project for me. I knit mine in the coast. I knit it in three different colors. I kind of color blocked with a big gray area, then a dark gray and a purple stripe on the edge. And I just, I love this garment. And it was really fun to knit as well, because it was something. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. How long ago did you knit it? How long have we been knitting with Coast Yarn? So we saw this, We well, we saw the pattern in 2016, I did. I thought that's yeah, what you I said. I didn't cast mine on for another year, so I didn't cast mine on until April 2017. But we've been knitting with Coast for four oh, years. Oh, longer! Isn't that a time longer? Work? Because I think the oh first. Gosh. I think you were the you knit the first project with it. You knit your Hitofu Day with Coast, yeah, yeah. and I think that was wow. the first Coast project. And I remember I just I loved your yours when you showed it to me and how it knit up so light and airy in the lace of the Hitofu Day. So to find our first usage of it, we'd probably have to go back to look at the date of your Hitofu Day. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long. I've I I feel like when you see your your friend's child who the last time you <laughs> right. saw them they were in kindergarten and you see now they look like they're in yeah. college that's how it feels right now i'm going to try to look up pita fude while you're talking sorry to interrupt you oh I'm that's okay so blown away. i'm actually that's that's all i have to say about the divi poncho from annie baker and mine because i'm looking at it right now and i remember very clearly it was after my grandparents had passed away and my mom and her siblings gifted each grandchild with a little bit of cash. And I decided that I wanted to buy something that I could knit that would remind me of them. And we went to a Verb for Keeping Warm. Oh. It was one of our outings where we stopped by Verb. And I bought her reliquary lace weight oh, yeah. in this beautiful, beautiful pink color. So it's a silk blend lace weight yarn. And it's just gorgeous it's one of the prettiest colors ever and it's so light and delicious and wonderful <sighs> yes <laughs> so i love my divi poncho very very much and my other one that i was going to mention from stitches was actually a 2019 slash 2020 event because i think i saw the super simple summer sweater at the 2019 stitches i think and I've since knit two of them. I remember Stitch and Senorita, one of our friends, was wearing hers. And it was a cool marled version. But now I can't remember if it was 2019 or 2020 because I've knit, I've knit two. One since the last stitches and one since the 2019 mm. stitches. So yeah. great sweater. Highly recommend yeah. it. Very versatile. And I'm about to knit another one <laughs> holding lace weight and mohair silk lace weight doubled. So... 
highly yeah. recommend that sweater as well. So those are our stitches highlights in my phone isn't working very well in my closet so i can't oh, look at okay. i'm super <laughs> curious super curious all right so i think that wraps up episode 240 we're out of the 230s Yay. nice <laughs> that means the world's moving on hopefully we'll that's all be vaccinated true. pretty soon and we can go see each other that's in true. public again yeah. and it'll be exciting yeah can't wait and i can wear my tutu <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll knit the unbearable hoodie as a crop so I can wear it with my tutu. <laughs> I don't think I'll really do that. <laughs> Happy knitting, oh everyone. Happy knitting. Thank you for Bye-bye. listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.